Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Rob Zammett and welcome back. Yeah, forget Fifty Shades of Grey and forget Sex and the City. This oh, is, Rob. Yes, oh. well, yeah, we're going that way. Is Steve, this going to be controversial? Be It'll be controversial. Sex in the Kennel with a doggy pod. <laughs> yes, thanks for joining us again. I'm producer Stephen Peters and together, uh, as always, as we do every Friday, uh, we're talking all things dogs. But specifically this week, we're talking all things dogs. And sex. Oh, you're, you're trying to say I know that could, that, that, very could good. Sound, I like that. that could come across a really bad way there, but it's not. Trust no, me. gosh, no. Look, it's perfectly natural. It's how you got your puppy. I mean, don't be put off because it's hoping for a real treat to teach you some things about things like artificial insemination, other ways of assisted conceptions, all the way through to how a brand new puppy ends up on the ground. Yes, because we received quite a lot of response to uh, last week's episode where dog just uh, Rob, dog, where Rob just casually mentioned a fake vagina. And next thing you know, uh, our Instagram just lit up and uh, we've been getting mail and everybody wants to know more. So we thought, okay, it's about time we, we touched on the tricky subject that is dog and sex. But... Hold that thought. Before we get into that, let's talk about what's been happening in the clinic this week. And I know, Rob, you've had a, a really, a really interesting case this week. Yeah, my beautiful Bella. Bella Warren uh, belongs to Mark Warren from Mark Warren Media. Lovely family, the Warren family. Um, yeah, they, they Is that all... uh, related to Ray Warren, the great um, well, yeah, actually, commentator? It is uh, Ray's son, but Mark ah. in his own right is, is quite well known in the media area. Yes. Does true, some great true. work and... Uh, loves his dogs, gets it from his family. The whole family are like that, Stephen. They just love animals, but particularly dogs. And Bella is an 11-year-old Rottweiler. I'm telling you, I wouldn't put my face up to every Rottweiler I see, but Bella, I just trust. I trust her with my life. I've seen the pictures on Instagram, and she's a gorgeous dog. 
she really and what you see on Instagram is what you get in real life. She just yeah gives me the licks afterwards to say thank you. Like, what more do you want in this world? Uh, and so she came in again. She quite a few years ago she ruptured her cruciate. It was her left cruciate that she'd ruptured, and we repaired that. Uh, and more recently, we had to take a big tumor away from her. And then I did warn Mark that it can happen. And folks out there, be warned, if your dog does rupture a cruciate, that's the ligaments inside the knee. Now, it's a typical footballer's injury. I was just about to ask, what's the cruciate ligament? A cruciate is like a, it crosses over like a, like a cross inside your knee. And if you stop fast, or usually if you put your leg down, your foot down hard and turn fast, like footballers do and like dogs do, you can rupture those ligaments. And then it requires surgery to fix. Because Bella looks like a very solid, fit dog, I must say. At 11 years old, she really is still good, healthy and solid and well looked after. So I had to repair her uh, cruciates. We open up the joint. We take out all the real yucky bits that have frayed away. Uh, One of my colleagues says, anything that looks like crab meat, take it out of the joint. I guess that's a reasonable (laughs) thing to do. So we cleaned up the joint. Then we uh, drill some holes into the bones and put some special sutures in there and feed it all together and then develop a, uh, a very stable joint afterwards, a lot of suturing. Now, she will be with us for a little while because she's 11. I want to make sure everything goes really well with her. And Mark keeps ringing, of course. Oh, when can she go home? Well, Mark, I promise you, she's well cared for. And he's, oh, I know that, I know that. But he trusts me implicitly with her, which is great. But they uh, want Bella back home, don't they? That they do. Okay, it's time now to, you know, jump into our special sex episode. And if you do hear any heavy breathing in the background, um, Opie, one of Rob's dogs, has decided to join us. And... Um, he is a bit of a heavy breather, but it's not for what you're thinking, okay? So no. Just, uh, just, uh, he, he likes He's just to hanging around, shooting the breeze, aren't you? Yeah, brother? he likes to just, yeah, sit at our feet and just yep. listen in. Anyway, um, let's start with some of the basics. And yep. you know, a lot of people don't know this and don't know a lot of these basics, but, you know, we, we often talk about dogs being, is it in heat or on heat? What's, what's the correct well, term? But both. 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 Are okay. and, and so um, what does that mean? Right. It's. Male dogs, as they mature, when they get to around nine months, they're ready to go. They're ready to um, reproduce, you know, to mate. So and they have those from nine months natural onwards. urges at yeah. nine months. And that stays with them all the time while they're not desexed. Females, not so. Females mature. When they reach two-thirds of their mature body weight, they will start to cycle uh, or come on heat. And cycling you know, is all the hormones uh, the bitch has to produce, the female has to produce, to make puppies. You know, to but, but still, what do you mean sex. by on heat? Is that like a... a... They'll start bleeding. That, you know, yeah, a um, period. So that, that it, well, yeah, it's not a really... A, it, dog's heat is not a real period the way it happens in humans. It's entirely different. Okay. Um, but they do bleed from the vagina, the, the, and the blood comes from the vaginal walls as they start to swell getting ready to accept a male. Now, they get friendly with males. They start wanting to play more with males. So, yeah, and even as they get closer, they'll even seek out a male as much as a male will seek them out. Now, they produce lots of smells, lots of pheromones, 
uh, that a, you know, a male will pick up from quite a long distance away. Which is and, what, yeah, what can drive yeah, some male dogs exactly. And, crazy. and males will yeah, golf their food to get, you know, they're not thinking about food and anything else, they're thinking about one thing. Um, and so they're looking for that female that they can smell from a long way away. And that's why dogs will try and get through your fence if you've got a female in heat. And it's a very important point because a lot of people say to me, when should I desex my female? And in the past, uh, vets always used to say, oh, straight away, straight away. I've never said that ever in my life. And now there are good uh, scientific papers that show you shouldn't desex them straight away. Uh, if you're a responsible person, you should let them have one heat cycle. Uh, the reason being yeah, the vagina that? and the vulva, they've all got to come under hormonal influence. I mean, if you, at first, you've got an infantile vagina, infantile vulva, desex them then, they stay infantile. So you could end up with dermatitis in the area, uh, urinary scalding and burning, and early urinary incontinence. So it can become a real problem to that female dog if she's desexed early. Really best to let them have one heat cycle. Not good to let them mate if you're going to mate them in that first heat cycle because they're not totally physically or mentally mature enough to really have a litter. It's best to let them have one cycle if you're going to mate your dog and mate them on the second or even the third cycle before you think about it. A cycle, a heat cycle or in season lasts for three weeks. The first week, Stephen, is referred to as pro-estrous. In other words, they're not quite at full ready to accept a dog and mate. They haven't released the eggs yet. The second week, during that second week, usually around 10 to 14 days, normally on average, they'll release the eggs and they'll be ready to, to accept a male. Uh, and they'll do that for some period of around six days, for six days. And then finally, they just start going off. Now, the unique thing about the cycle of a, a female dog is that once that cycle finishes she is pregnant whether she's mated or not. Now, I don't mean she's had babies inside yeah, the hang pregnancy. On, I don't, you, you've no. lost me now. No, no, no. She produces all the hormones of pregnancy even if she hasn't been mated. She produces progesterone, which gets the uterus ready to for the babies, the fetuses to implant, and that gets produced for the entire length of a pregnancy, whether she's mated or not. She produces lots of prolactin from six weeks, and she can even produce milk. They'll often go off their food because of all the hormones. They'll sometimes start gathering toys, even digging to make a little den somewhere. And you know, they'll feel they're pregnant. They're, their hormones are telling them, you're pregnant. Uh, and it's just a natural thing for them to go through. Some of them will produce quite substantial amount of milk, so much so that you need to talk to your vet about um, tablets to dry that up. But they'll all be a bit lethargic, not quite themselves. And that goes for nine weeks. But they're not yeah, actually six, pregnant. They can not actually they're be not pregnant. Preg they don't have to be pregnant to go through this. But yeah, if they have a cycle, a proper cycle, and they ovulate correctly, then they go into a pregnancy cycle for nine weeks afterwards. That's yeah, how long is a pregnancy in a dog? 63 days. In the metric scale, ah, nine weeks. Of, or, that was one of my questions. Yes, well, yeah, long? good question. Nine weeks or you know, four, was it 2.25 months. <laughs> so it's... Pretty much, and it's pretty much spot on. It's nine, yeah, sixty-four plus or minus a couple of days from the start of the eggs being released. It's a very, very defined number in in animals, in dogs, and so if they are pregnant, they can't go overtime. But we'll get to that a bit later on. Let's just 
finish is that. Is it usually um, reasonably easy for dogs to conceive? Uh, yeah, yes and no. Yes, I know no. that's um, a very general question. Yeah, no. it's a funny question because I, I, my work, a lot of my work is in reproduction in dogs. And yes, I know. I've worked with frozen. Well, I do frozen. Well, I've been doing it for a long time. I did the very first commercial frozen semen. I was involved with that with the chap called Harry Spire, who was a vet, veterinarian who was very almost ahead of his time. Uh, I was involved in the first commercial frozen semen in the world uh, with an Afghan hound. And we he brought semen from overseas and put in this female, and she took, had puppies. So I've been doing it for a, lot, a while and then enjoy helping people that want to you know, responsibly reproduce puppies. Yeah, you know, the people that just want to just have puppies for the sake of making money. No, making I don't money, want to know yeah. you. If you want to do it responsibly and do it properly, I don't mind you making money as long as you look after the puppies and the females and you don't overbreed and you don't have in cramped conditions, all those things. You know, those puppy mills, I'm not into at all. Don't want to know about them. But people that do it properly, if you make money out of it, good luck to you. If you don't, well, and most breeders don't because they put so much into it. Actually, That's I was, I was going to ask you a little bit later, but let's talk about it now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, backyard breeders, obviously you can't stop somebody if they've got a dog and they want to um, um, you know, start breeding puppies and then sell them and then, then do it again and again. Is yeah. that reasonably common? Because you can make, it's, obviously, money out of that. It, ha- it has become more common of late, especially with COVID, uh, believe it or not, because uh, what's happened during this time is everybody wants a dog, to have at home with them, to spend time with them. So the prices of puppies has gone literally through the roof. <clears throat> yeah, you'd be hard-pressed getting a puppy under three to $5,000. So there is good money to be made right now. Well, people, well, for a little while, it won't, it won't last. It'll go back to normal things, and um, I don't think that will continue. If you do it properly, there's a lot of costs involved. You know, there's, this is what people need to realise, and before you think about mating, your female dog needs to you know, have good bloodlines. You have to make sure that she's sound both mentally and physically. So there may be, depending on the breed of dog that you want to do, there'll be some tests to do, things like tests for hip dysplasia, make sure she doesn't have hip dysplasia because you don't want the puppies with, you don't want the breed puppies that are going to be suffering. But how do, you, how do you know if it's mentally sound? Well, temperament-wise, you know, like, yeah, right. that they're good with people, they're good with other dogs, they're social, that sort of thing. If they're shy and retiring and fear biters or overtly aggressive, I don't like breeding with those sort of animals. I don't think they should be bred from. Yeah, because that sort of temperament is passed on in two ways. Firstly, genetically it's passed on, and also the female, her behaviour will be mimicked by the puppies. And so they will quickly, in the first few weeks of life, develop that behaviour as well. So if they don't have good temperament, mentally sound, I don't like them bred from. And if they're not physically, you know, have all the both physical and genetic testing. We do a lot of DNA testing now for dogs to make sure they don't pass on bad things like blindness or you know, in dogs, heart problems in dogs. Heaps of other things that we can do DNA tests for should be done on your female. So if, if you're back, thinking of actually, you know, breeding, if you're going to mate, if you're going to mate. Or if you're going to breed at all. I think it should yeah, be right. done if you're going to breed at all. And that's why um, a lot of the backyard people, when you say backyard, there's nothing wrong with you know, just the 
mum and dad backyard breeder that does it nicely and looks after the puppies and looks after the mother and gets all the testing done. It's the puppy mills that overcrowd and they just keep breeding the female season after season after season. You just shouldn't do it. It's just wrong, just morally wrong. But anyway, um, if you're doing it properly and you do all these tests, of course, all of a sudden the profitability in, in your puppies goes down, but so be it. You're going to produce well, sounder animals. Right thing, yeah. yeah, you've got to do the right thing. And the news these days, of course, is if you do the wrong thing, um, you could end up in the consumer courts. So ensure that you do all the right testing, talk to your veterinarian about what testing or another breeder is very good, another ethical breeder that you can find. They'll guide you through what tests you should have done on your female. Then when you pick a male for your dog, you want to make sure he's done all the right tests as well. It's no use you doing it, then they don't do it. Well, that's not the right dog for you. You want someone that owns a male that's responsible and has all those tests done before you go ahead. If you're doing, say, German Shepherds, for example, um, the German Shepherd Club actually tests the dog's temperaments, asks for DNA tests to be done in some instances. They certainly ask for x-rays to be done uh, for hips and elbows and nowadays even the spine. So there's lots of tests. There's haemophilia tests that they may check on depending on the lines your dogs come from. A lot of testing that can be done. And each breed club, Stephen, has that sort of thing where they'll want tests done on your dog because every dog can produce a genetic problem, just like and, every human And they, they can help you with advice. Yeah, exactly. They'll, they'll, exactly. Yeah, so then you can get started. And now, as I said, when your bitch comes in, she's going to be in for three weeks. Your veterinarian can tell you when the fertile period is. It's no use mating a female just because she looks like on heat and... She's, she's got some blood dropping. So they bleed for the first three weeks, sorry, for the first week, heavily, usually. Then the bleeding pales off. You don't get as much bleeding, but the vulva and the vagina swell and the female starts called flagging. In other words, her tail goes up and to the side. That's called flagging. And she's saying to the male, I am ready for I mating. I am ready to go. Come into my boudoir. So <laughs> it's a way, way they go. stay with the bitch to make sure that you know, she's okay, settle down. The male doesn't mind. It's you know, They don't mind if, you, if you're watching. He doesn't mind people watching? It's, no, no. It's not, they're not that way inclined. It's just it's natural, they're saying. It's all natural. Don't worry about it. I admire that confidence in a, in a young fellow. Yeah. And then when they do mate, the male's penis has a bone in it, an actual bone. In fact, uh, many years ago, I had a client that had a, a really good stud dog fractured the penis fractured the bone and even though he went to a specialist we, oh what was well, he because, was up to no no the, because the the, fe- the, fe- the female wasn't ready and he was pushing the the oh. envelope and the oh female sat God. down she sat down while he was penetrating and fractured he, the penis he had read so, the karma sutra but she hadn't exactly right oh so you got to you got to do it right um, that's why they'll be supervised with matings to make sure it's right. It's different when they're in the wild, they're running in the pack. You know, the bitch won't allow mating unless it's time and everyone in the pack has their rules. The funny thing is, one of the problems we have these days with domestic dogs is because sex in dogs is not just, you know, everything should be natural and instinctive, it's also alert behaviour. They in, in the wild, they watch the adult dogs mating. And they learn what has to be done as they grow. 
Because that doesn't happen and because we often wait until they're much older to mate them, a lot of the dogs say, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't I look, I know, go away. Seriously, they won't mate. Right. And that's when we have to come in, step in and help as veterinarians. If it's a good sound dog in every other way and you want to get puppies from that male dog, we may have to do it equally. Some females are so humanized. They say, well, you're a dog, go away. I don't want you on top of me. And they won't allow a dog to, to hop on and mate. So again, we have to hop, hop in there and help and do uh, an artificial insemination of some kind to uh, assist with getting conception. So mating, mating, yeah. Like yeah. a mate, I feel like saying mate, but um, mating, is, yep. is it as straightforward as, as you would think? With no, dogs, as, where it's as all I said, they natural, can, obviously. no, they can even, like I said, they can even break the, literally the bone in their penis. But I, what, I have, I, I did have to quickly, um, briefly leave the room when you mentioned that. I'm yeah, Ouch. <laughs> so, well, I mean, what happens, see a dog's penis, obviously anatomically very different to, to a human. And they have the bone, they have the penis part. At the end of the bony part, there's a part that can swell right up into a little ball. Very often we get um, people coming and say, my dog's got cancer that keeps coming and going. And it's that part that swells there that that is, you know, the dog's having an erection. They don't have a full erection when they mate uh, to start with. They have to introduce the penis inside the bitch. They have to go push the penis right inside. The female then um, clamps around the male's penis and that causes that bowl part to swell and the two of them are tied or locked together. They can't separate. That's quite different to with human beings, I do believe. (laughs) I would hope so. To my knowledge and my experience, yes. Um, From books you've read, of course. Only. Um, they they stay locked together and the dog can literally turn around so that the female's facing north and his head's facing south, but they're stuck together. Oh, my God. It shows incredible dexterity of the male penis and the dog. <laughs> yeah, so, they, And that's just like the, the muscles are holding it, holding the, them together. The, uh, two things. Her muscles are clamped around the bulb and the bulb swells up. You know, you're talking about tennis ball size so it's not going to come out very easily until that bulb goes down till she relaxes a bit and he relaxes and the bulb goes down they can't separate i say even if he wanted to uh, head head down to the pub with his mates he couldn't uh no no you 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 can't just it's not wham bam thank you man you're stuck there for a while how long can they be stuck there for (laughs) can be 10 minutes can be i had one client once who rang me and said uh rob my my and she's a good breather she said They've been stuck together for an hour now. So well, you know, th- th- that can happen. And she said, well, what do I do? I said, just wait for it to pass. Oh, I don't know, I'm worried. And I said, well, have you tried some cold water? And I said, no. I said, have you <laughs> some you know, warm water? And I said, have you tried some ice? And she said, where do I put the ice? On the belly? And I thought, oh, gosh. You know, I thought, I'd better go up there. She rings me a, little, a few minutes. I said, it's all right. I tried that ice. You're a genius at work. I thought, oh, no. She's going to tell everyone, if you put ice on the female's belly, it'll make it all go down. That's not true. But that's what she told everyone. And she said, Rob Zammett said that. I didn't. <laughs> but, yeah, but it doesn't always work out. Yeah, maybe well, you can bring well, the dog in. It doesn't, I know, because yeah. I think this all started because last week you casually mentioned when we were talking about something else, uh, uh, a fake vagina. Yeah, and, it's and it. when you're helping dogs to conceive. Yeah, I mean, it's the only place where you can, you know, 
say, just hang on a sec, I'm going to go grab a vagina. And it's, you're talking about an artificial vagina in the dog. So, Well, we've been inundated with questions about yep. what exactly this fake vagina is and looks well, like. It's, it's a cone made of latex. And at the end of the cone, we put a, a test tube and hold it on there because literally it would um, the pressure would blow it off the vagina. So you've got to put a, a special clasp on it to hold it on. And we use that to, we introduce that over the dog's penis to as part of the collection process. But Stephen, this is so long, what we're talking about, so many things that we, we still haven't covered uh, yeah, in this episode. There's definitely going to be a um, special sex episode, part two, and maybe three, I suspect. I, I suspect that's going to happen, my friend. There's a lot friend. to get through here. But, but while we're here, like, so while we're on this, so, yeah. but how do you get the dog, because if the dog's responding to, as we've talked before about, you know, the, the scent of a female, how do you get yeah. the dog to be, for want of a better word, aroused when, if there's not a female there? Or do oh. you have a female there? No, when we're doing an artificial insemination, we try and have a female there. Some dogs, you, you can get a sample without a female. Um, yeah, that happens in humans too, doesn't it? But <laughs> forget that. Heard, yeah. um, but um, you get a better sample when you have a female with all the pheromones. That's been tested and, and proven so you would have a you would have a female dog on A on female standby. dog on heat, and she'll smell the dog, and uh, the dog will smell her, sorry. And that's when you take the sample. You stimulate the dog manually, introduce his penis into the vagina and and uh, hold it near the bulb area and the dog will do the rest pretty much. You collect the sample and then do what you need to do. Either put it in the female uh, or freeze it or chill it for, ex- for you know, transport to another state even. If, if, have, it's a, if it's a, a stud dog, as it were, the uh, yeah, look, we get, sperm we get, is worth we, a lot of money. Yeah. That's right, especially during COVID. People in, in Victoria want to use a stud dog here in New South Wales. We take the semen, we process it with special diluents to protect it, we chill it, and it gets transported down, put down in the female there. So it uh, crosses quite long geographical boundaries. And uh, when you freeze it, it crosses great big time boundaries as well, time barriers. So it's quite, yeah, how long will frozen semen last? I've, I've got us. I don't guarantee it any more than 2,000 years. After that, no guarantees. <laughs> Good luck, you're on your own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's lots more to talk about frozen semen um, and chilled semen, how do we put it in, those sort of things. I think we're going to need to leave that for. Yeah, oh my God, part yes. Three. We, there part is, two. There's part so two. much more. Part two, part three, part four. Yes, let's. Um, yeah. Let's uh, yeah, let's see how we go with that. All right, okay. I'm I'm sorry if uh, this episode um, has been cut short for some people who probably find it absolutely fascinating, which I do. But uh, you know, we've got to move on, and I and I think there will be a doggy pod, doggy style sex episode part two. But uh, in the coming weeks, in the in the meantime, if you've got any questions about mating, dogs, of course, uh, or any other questions about your dog please feel free to contact us at the doggy pod or one word at gmail.com.au and we will answer your questions uh in a in an episode coming up uh, and of course follow us on uh, instagram and facebook where rob will keep us up to date with um with bella and some other interesting celebrity dogs coming up <laughs> i do believe 
Um, so, yeah, always uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, Rob will, will uh, leave us with some words of canine wisdom. Well, for me, yeah, dogs have such short little lives. They spend most of it at home waiting for us to get to them. That's what's been in the past. COVID's changed that a lot. So when COVID's over, don't forget your dog. I know, what are you busting to do? For me, I'm certainly busting to go to the beach and I'm going to take my dog to a dog beach. Can't wait. Opie, we're heading off to the beach in a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> See you next week. Bye, guys. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 